Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude. Tavor! Tavor is the app for fans of beer, craft brews, and trying new and exciting labels. You sign up in the app and can choose the beers you're interested in, including two new ones daily, adding to your own personalized crate. Pay for the beers as you add them to your crate, then ship them whenever you're ready. The price of shipping doesn't change with the size of your order, and it's much more cost-effective than buying and shipping one-offs. Devor works with only independent breweries around the world. Download on the Apple or Google Store to try Tavor now. Use Friendshipping for $10 off after your first order of $25 or more. That is code Friendshipping at Tavor. Cheers! I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Uneven Friendship. Gotta sand that shit out. (laughs) Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trin, what's this question about? Jen, I'm very excited to answer this question because I feel like this is probably pretty common among extroverts within the pandemic. Extroverts are putting in the energy and the time into their friendships and possibly feeling a little resentful of not getting that energy back at them. And it's 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 sticky, you know? I mean, like, we want people to feel like they are taken care of and loved in their friendships, but we also have to take into consideration the reality that nobody really has the time and the space to upkeep every relationship that they have right now because we are prioritizing self-care. So I'm excited to talk about this. I am going to do my best (laughs) to be very gentle and understanding with the asker because, gosh, this person is very different than me. Yeah, so different. You know who I've been thinking about during the pandemic is those type of people that prior to all this didn't spend a lot of time at home. People that like went from work to happy hours to then maybe they performed in a show. I guess this person's a theater kid. And then they had one of those improv practices that went late. And then, you know, they went home around midnight and then they did it all again the next day. Like, how are they doing now? I'm so curious. That's got to be difficult. Yeah, Jen, you're totally right. Again, it's so different from the way that I have viewed shelter in place. And I am one of those people who had to go to events all the time. You know, you know me, you know my old life. But I, you know, I figured out actually through shelter in place that I was putting too much energy into places where I just I didn't need to put energy. So it's so interesting to consider the perspective of somebody who did not have that realization, who had that life and was like, fuck, I miss that life. But those people absolutely exist and are common and are totally normal and fine and and rational for missing their old lives. And, it, and it's OK. But, you know, when there's a conflict between the amount of energy a friend wants to put in and the amount of friend en- of en- friend energy, yeah, the amount of friend energy slash friend energy that the other friend wants to put in, that can be difficult. So we will talk through that. Jen, Jen. there is a lot going on in the world. And we acknowledge this. Um, Texas is frozen. There's a whole lot going on. Um, You guys are going to listen to this one week later, and hopefully Texas has power by the time you hear this. Because we all know this stuff, I would like to talk about some really low-stakes drama in my life, Jen. Oh, please. Please. That's my favorite kind of drama. I can really sink my teeth into it. So, Jen, yesterday, I figured out that my headphones have been balding me. No! Oh, no! 
You already oh, yes. didn't like. You oh, already yes. didn't like those headphones. <laughs> I did not like those headphones, and uh, and yes. So this is what happened. So uh, as you know, Jen, we sometimes do on camera events online for our book promotion. And as you also know, Jen, I don't do my fucking hair on days where I'm not going to be Same. on camera. Like why? Why? You know. What you should gather from that piece of information is my hair is quite healthy. I don't really blow dry it and stuff. And two, I would not have realized this really at any other time. So I'm trying to like part my hair and I'm noticing there's all these little broken hairs around the top of my part. And I'm like, what? And as Seventeen Magazine, YM, Cosmo, every magazine tells you, all you got to do is just do a side part then. You know, if you've got broken hairs around your usual part, just part it someplace else. Jen, I could not part my hair without a million tiny flyaways. And I was like, I think I've lost a ton of hair. What is happening? And I was like, what has changed recently? What has changed? And I Googled it. I Googled, are my headphones balding me? And Jen, oh they were. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It was just like I had it in my head. My <laughs> phone was in my hand. And I was like, huh, are my headphones balding me? Google, Google, Google. And it's like a well-documented phenomenon that like if your headphones don't fit you correctly, they will kind of like, you know, cause friction on your hair and just break your hair. And eventually you can have a bald spot. And so uh, needless to say, I ordered some earbuds <laughs> last night at... Uh, and we'll be taking care of that. And I wanted to say this on the show, one, because I think it's really funny. And two, because uh, I had definitely been losing hair out of stress from yep. the pandemic, which I think is pretty common. Um, and and I was like, man, if I can save somebody else's hair <laughs> from from their from their headphones, I, I'd like to try. So everybody, if you're noticing little broken hairs on top of your head, Try try to I put a little jojoba oil. Oh nice. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to be taking care of the whole thing for a little while because, man, man, it, it, it would have been bad. If I had kept going with those headphones, it would have been rough. Jen, how are you? How are you doing? Do you have any low stakes drama happening in your life? Um, This isn't high stakes. stakes. <laughs> um, well, I did. I did start something new. Um, I started I signed up for a nonfiction writing class online. <gasps> you I know. Oh, you. thank you. Yeah, I hope I participate. I uh, I forgot what it's you I forgot what it's like to like have like like school to sign into. It said there's like a little button that says enter class and it's like here's how to use Blackboard and I was like, "Oh, that's a cursed phrase I haven't heard in many many moons <laughs> using Blackboard." Ooh. But I'm excited about it. The instructor uh, seems very cool. She's been published many times in the New Yorker and I'm going to have homework. <laughs> it's like two every week. <laughs> yeah, which which was the point. I have some ideas floating around, but they're absolutely not turning into anything. And it's like, maybe if I had some structure, that would help. Um, I, I I don't think introducing a whole new like Zoom thing into my life was maybe the best idea. But it, it seems <laughs> it seems that I can do most of this myself on my own time. So that that seems good. Like I don't I don't have like super strict. You need to be in the class at these times. So what we got uh, our first writing assignment, and I thought I would read it aloud because I thought it was interesting. Do you want to do you want to hear it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I do. I'm not going to share like every writing assignment we get just because that doesn't seem very fair to the instructor who has who like earns a living this way. <laughs> uh, totally. But I want to share yeah. the first three because I just like, oh, these are these are good. Okay. So it's a nonfiction, like personal essay slash memoir writing class. And there's a lot of reading material, which I haven't done yet because I skipped down to just look at the homework as you do. And uh, here are the exercises where we can do. One, 
write about how you tried to achieve some seemingly out-of-reach task. Learning to drive, climbing a mountain, getting your kid to stop smoking, etc. And here's another one. List a handful of big realizations you have had. Pick one. Write about the events leading up to this realization. And then the final one, which I'm definitely not going to do, is write about something mm. awful you've done in your life. Dare to be honest. Oh. <laughs> I know. That's so good. <laughs> oh, the fact that I like flinched, so the fact much, that I though. flinched when I read that means it's probably the one I should, I should pursue. Um, but yeah, aren't those interesting? Yeah, absolutely. So you get to pick one of the three? Yeah, I think so. I haven't thoroughly looked through the homework. I just I just like scroll down to the writing prompts. So I'm not I think I think I just pick one. Cuz what would be super cool is like you don't have to just do one. Like if you were like, "Oh, this one, you know, gives me weird feelings," which means I it would probably make a great story. I mean, you can write that and just like do it on yes, your own and not turn exactly. it in. Like after, obviously after this class has ended, because right now, clearly, you know, Jen Bain, Hermione Granger is going to go get her A. I hope and I get an we'll, A. We'll worry, about, <laughs> we'll worry about extra credit at another time, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jen, I'm so excited for you. That is so rad. Thank you. Thank you. It was kind of a whim. I did it. I, I had the idea of signing up for a class, like kind of toiling around in my brain. And I asked for some recommendations. And then one night after I had some wine, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it before I talk myself out of it. So I signed up. It was like 300 bucks, something like that. So um, oh, I will be angry at myself if I don't participate. Jen, like, okay, so you know my electric guitar that I've still not touched. Yes. Okay, I, I need some fucking help. So maybe, maybe when you do your homework, text me. And, and I'll be like, oh, oh Jen's yes. doing her homework, so I better go fucking play my guitar. <laughs> so and like, can, Oh, I love it. Can you do it in like like the least obvious way possible just be like hey trend just want to let you know i'm doing my homework and then just like bounce yeah thank you oh hey this is um this is like so random but i'm just like typing on my computer um a, my homework assignment anyway have a good rest of your saturday <laughs> <laughs> and when if, if i ever get the real emotional fortitude to pick up that electric guitar i will text you and i will say hey jen guess what i'm doing it is playing electric guitar and Jen, you know what we can do since we shared your professor's writing prompts? When you find out their name, well, we can like boost their work. <laughs> It'll make yes, us feel great. Yes, that's a really good idea. Let's yeah, we that. should do that. <laughs> that is super cool. Okay, enough about me. Let's do the question now. How about that? Okay, let's do it. Here's the question. Dear friendshipping, I am a cis woman. I am also an extrovert and a damn good friend. Many of my friends, all cis female, skew introverted. They have retail jobs chronic health issues, or depression and anxiety. During the pandemic, I have done most of the work to stay in touch. I am fine with that. Some of them occasionally reach out to me first or say things like, thanks for checking in with me, or I like the memes you send, or that's a good idea. I would love to set up a regular Thursday phone call date on weeks I have the energy. So they don't initiate, but they make it clear they like staying in touch with me. But I have a few friends who rarely, if ever, do any of this. They reply if I send them a text or agree to get together if I suggest a walk. And we both seem to have a pleasant time when we interact. They were this way pre-pandemic too, but a year into COVID, I'm tired and fed up with always having to initiate and not even getting positive feedback. I like them and sometimes miss them, but would it be better for me, for them, if I just left them alone? One of them has a birthday in March, so this is becoming a pressing concern. So this question is quite a bit. First, let's acknowledge all of the hard work that you're clearly putting into your friendships. Not a lot of people can do this right now. And it is very kind and very generous for you to take on the task. You have like the exact formula for somebody who can do this. You know, you seem to be, you have the energy, you're extroverted, you value your friendships, and you seem to have the time. 
you described your friends as having kind of like frontline sort of jobs. And I think based on the implication here, that is not your situation. So I think that it is great that you are taking full advantage of, of what you have available and you are giving that to your friends. That is really kind. However, <laughs> however, you say, I'm fine with that. And uh, you're not. You're not fine with that, with any of this. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you wish you were fine. But if you were truly fine, I don't even think you'd be writing in, you know? Which, by the way, we're glad you are. Are you starting to feel a little resentful, putting all this time and energy, not being thanked or rewarded? Are you starting to feel maybe bitter? I think you're putting a lot of work on yourself, and you're expecting a lot of thank yous in return, and maybe you're not getting the thank yous that you want. But here's the thing, though. You did say in your question that you are occasionally thanked by your friends. I wonder if you aren't getting thanked to the way you want. Your th friends are thanking you for the acknowledgement. So maybe is there a way you can make those thank yous way more heavily in your heart, you know? So let's be clear. It is really kind of you to be doing these things. But you don't have to. And your friends right now, you, you have made really clear they have retail jobs, chronic health issues, depression, anxiety. Those are excellent reasons to have absolutely no energy right now. And most people in the course of their life are not going to be thanked for being friends with somebody. Like there's that song, um, the Golden Girls theme song. That's like, thank you for being a friend, which is great. But as much as I love my dear friends, I don't think I've ever really, maybe even at least not recently, sat them down and said, thank you for being my friend. I think that that's like a that's like step nine, you know? I am for sure in the habit of thank yous in your welcomes. And it's no like that's a big part of my vocabulary. Right. But to sit someone down and truly like thank them for the role in your life, that's a bigger conversation than I think you maybe realize. What we've been talking about a lot in this show is emotional inflation. So when we get those text messages from our friends in the middle of the day, when they are thinking of us, we have to weigh them more heavily than we would have in the before times, because there's so much going on that is that is pulling our attention elsewhere. Like you said, the, they're, they are frontline workers. I think that it is a lot to expect them to prioritize thanking you for doing things that they did not necessarily ask you to do. It sounds like you are putting in the initiative, which is so kind and so good. And if that's something you want to continue doing, we encourage you to do it. It does not sound like you want to continue doing this, though. It sounds like this is giving you more resentment than it is giving you joy. Yes. You want the specific subset of friends to initiate more. You made that pretty clear. But the hesitance you feel right now, I think, I think you need to listen to that. I think that's a useful feeling because well, I guess what it comes down to for me is I just don't think now is the right time to ask more of the people in your life. Not when they have chronic health issues, depression, anxiety, and work, like you said, retail jobs. That, those are, all of those things are very stressful, combined with the fact that there's no easy way to go to the doctor right now. There's no easy, stress-free way to get on the bus to go to work. Your friend's attention and energy is spread so thin. And you are not wrong to want love from your friends. It sounds like you are not getting everything that you need um, out of your friendships. There's no good and simple fix for that because I agree with Jen. It is, it is a lot to ask more from somebody right now, especially when you already know um, everything that's kind of holding them back from having energy for you. So it might be time to invest in other friendships. From your question, you mentioned that most of your friends are cis women who are introverts. I think it might be time to branch out a little bit. 
I know that that is a very ambitious ask at this time in the age of COVID, but it is an ambitious ask and it is difficult, but it sounds like you have the energy to do this thing that might make you happier, which is, hey, maybe ask your cis women introvert friends if they have any extrovert mutual friends that they could introduce you to via text or whatever. Go fuck with a book club. Yeah, go fuck with a book club. Oh, God, Jen, that reminds me of the book club question that we got. Yeah. Holy shit. Let's, let's tangent that real we quick. We got a tangent Trent this. and I, we, uh, we got a question that uh, someone used the forum, sent us a fantastic question that made us so mad at this Asker's Friends that I, I, was, I was thinking about it all morning as I was pouring my coffee. I was thinking about my answer to this question. As I was talking to Trin, when Trin FaceTimed me, I was pacing the floor because I was thinking about it. So we will answer that question, book club person. Oh, we a will. Book club person. So I woke up late today and I got the question a little bit late. And I got to say, I am I am thinking of you, book club asker. You are in my heart. We're just too mad to answer the question right now. We need like some time to cool down so that we can be nice to your friends. But your friends suck, okay? <laughs> anyway, that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is that the asker here is a damn good friend. Very good at being just great at being a friend. You've got very good skills. You know how to make people feel loved. But you are asking for something that your friends very obviously cannot give you right now. So it's time to either invest in other friendships, lower your expectations, or find joy in other things. What feeling would you be getting if your friend said, thank you so much for this? Or if your friend started initiating more, would it be that you are having more fun? Would it be that you feel less alone? Would it be that you feel more understood? All of those things have alternate solutions that aren't other people. So if you want to have more fun, there are hobbies that you can pick up, which I know is the cliche thing to say. But, dude, this is a really good time for you to invest in learning that electric guitar that you could never pick up. Therapists, your family, there are many other ways to fill this void. And we have to find alternate ways because, again, we cannot ask this of our friends right now. Uh, especially if you've already asked, I would say. Yeah, for sure. If, I mean, asked and answered, that's that. You know, it's I'm a little jealous of this asker because they have so much energy right now. Right. <laughs> um, I uh, like. I wish I had a little more of it. Like every year I try, I don't always, but I try to send um, uh, something in the mail to my friends around Valentine's Day. Nothing big. Like I'll just get something like one of those tear off things and put a stamp on oh. it and send it mm -hmm. to my friends in the mail. And this year I thought of it and just couldn't do it. The, I just couldn't be bothered. I didn't want to go to a store to buy stationery because of COVID. I couldn't summon the will to then pick out something from a store online because I um, was in the middle of moving. And that meant, like, where would I send this package? And then I was like, and the weather delays. We'll make this package late anyway. Oh, and I'm not at home. I'm quarantining with my dad anyway. So, like, what if the package gets buried in the stone and never see it? And, like, all these things added up. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just not doing it this year. And my friends don't care, to be clear. No <laughs> one even asked. No one noticed. <laughs> no, no one was like, wow, Jen didn't Valentine's this year. Uh, no, no one gave a shit. But I like doing it because it makes me feel good. So, like, I have no, I don't have that little extra, like, oomph right now to give to people. Like, sometimes right before Zoom calls, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do this. And then I see my friends and I'm like, oh, that was great. You know, like, but sometimes you just, you just don't, you just can't, you just can't pull it together. Yeah. And that's a lot of times now, you know. Yeah. I am so glad because um, there's many good things in this question. You mentioned that your friends make it clear that they like staying in touch with you. That is something that is honestly fairly rare right now. Your friends have good communication skills if they are making that clear to you. 
especially if they're introverts um, and, and they are like, you know what? I know that my friend loves me and I am going to be clear that I love her, even though right now it is very difficult for me to reciprocate. I wish that there was an easy answer for this. I really wish that I could say step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. And now now you're good and you feel amazing. But that is simply not how this is going to function because you are trying to pull water from a dry well and it's time to get out that divining rod and find some more different groundwater. And the groundwater then this extended metaphor that barely works uh, is just something that can make you feel good. I think that you are you are asking your friends to make you feel good, but they can't. So there have to be other things that you can do to make you feel good. Um, And yes, like hobbies, yes. Um, Volunteering, yes. I mean, these are all cliches, but they're cliches for reasons because life's fucking difficult (laughs) and we only have so many avenues of making ourselves feel satisfied um, with our lives right now. Back to the book club, which, man, even saying the phrase book club is making me angry and frustrated and so excited to answer that question next week. But there are there are book clubs. You know, we Jen and I just did um, an event with meetup.com, which is a great place to go because you go there not seeking out a specific friend. You go there seeking out a group of people who are interested in the thing that you are interested in. So like that's a good place to start. Jen taking her writing class, like obviously that is something that costs money and is not necessarily available to everybody. But doing something like that is outstanding. Like that's that's joy. Yeah. I mean, that's going to occupy my brain. It's going to take my mind off things for hours. It's going to give me purpose and goals. And like that's maybe you need a dose of that. I was thinking sometimes in my life when I have too much free time and too much energy, it doesn't go well because I get in my own head. And that's a dangerous place to be for really, you know, humans are social creatures. (laughs) Um, Even us unsocial creatures still need a little bit of that. I think maybe what shelter in place may be doing to you is making you default assume that your friends are fine and just ignoring you. But they are probably not doing fine and they're probably not ignoring you. Like, let's please like sit in that possibility for for a long time and, and try to try to convince yourself of that. Jen and I often talk about how difficult it is sometimes to get into the mind of an extrovert. So you extrovert, I want to say, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and honestly, you have enough introvert friends that I think you kind of grok this already. But just in case you don't, here's a great example. I sent like maybe three text messages last night and I needed to go right to bed. That's what it's like being like a hard (laughs) introvert, you know? I've mentioned this before on the show that like I have an alarm in my phone for 8.15 p.m. that if I have to to text some friends by that time of day and a lot of times it doesn't even fucking happen because I'll get that alarm and I'll be like, oh my God, I just, I can't. I have nothing good to say. That's so much energy just to even think of words and oh my God, what if they text me back right away and now I'm in a conversation? I can't have a conversation right now. (laughs) Right. Like, Like that's our mindset right now and it is very different from yours. And every now and again, I think to myself, we need to have our buddy Jamie, who's an organizer here in Chicago, who's the purest of extroverts that we've ever known to just be like, what are you doing to take care of your extrovertness? Because it's hard. And when I think about the fact that you are this pure extrovert with so much joy and and, uh, love for your friends in your heart, who's surrounded by introverts, I just feel like it's time to branch out just a little bit. Yeah. You don't have to ditch your friends or anything, but you know, I, I think maybe find some people that are matching your energy level. I think that'd be a good idea. 
Oh, man, speaking of uh, matching energy levels, I would really like to discuss the the what you ended on, which is one of your friends has a birthday in March. So this is a pressing concern. Yeah, the birthday thing. Whoa. OK, Leslie, no. All right. You're at you're at an 11. We need you at like a seven or a six, maybe. Oh, maybe maybe even a two, depending on uh, how (laughs) introvert your friend is. Literally, my birthday's in July. This year, I'm pretending that this it's just not it's not occurring. Like like I had a couple of friends text me in my birthday and I just like I didn't respond. I pretended that the birthday did not happen because I was like, I don't have the space in me to think that hard about myself and to celebrate myself right now. We could be interpreting this incorrectly. It could be that your friend has like a birthday party happening in March and you uh, and this is a pressing concern because you just don't really know how involved you want to be in planning. That's very different. And um, for that scenario, I would say ask some questions, see what your friend wants to do. I would say don't volunteer, but ask what help they want if that's the case. All right. But what I think is the real situation, which is more likely, is that your friend's birthday is coming up in March. Your friend hasn't mentioned it to you at all, but you really care about birthdays. And you <laughs> and if, if your birthday came up, you would want your friends to throw you a fucking surprise Zoom party. So you are like, oh, well, how much how much energy should I put in this? And the answer is none. The answer is zero energy. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, are you, I, what are the signals that this is your job at all? You know, is it? You need the evidence. I'm going to make we're going to make you look for the evidence. Right. <laughs> like uh, evidence looks like this. Have they asked? Have they asked you to so, to plan their party? Like that's, you know, have you they know, mentioned have they their birthday? Do they like drop hints like, oh, oh, um, I'm going to call. Actually, I'm going to start calling this asker Jamie just because, again, Jamie is like our pure extrovert friend. Like, oh, Jamie, yep. like, oh, my birthday is coming up. Oh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. You know, if they're do if they're dropping hints like that, tell them to fucking stop. Actually, so what I'm going to do is the, the friends are going to be Trin and the asker is going to be Jamie. <laughs> so so Jamie, what you would say to Trin is. Trin, uh, you've been mentioning your birthday a few times. Um, are you going to do anything interesting for your birthday? And if they're like, oh, I'm not sure. It's a lot of energy, blah, blah, blah. Then you'd say, well, well, what would you want to do ideally? Like, do you, do you want me to help? Because, I mean, I could. Like, that's how you do it. Not like, yeah. oh, my God, the birthday's coming up. Um, The first anniversary of the second time that we had waffles together is coming up. Like, you are Leslie noping the shit out of this right now. And I really don't think it's necessary. And I think that if you if you hit this birthday too hard, I think you will have even more resentment than you do. I know. I know. Like, I'm worried that you're going to pour a lot of energy to this. People are not going to be as enthused about it as you are. And you're going to feel really bummed. The world needs people like you, Asker. I want to be very clear about that. You seem organized as hell that you are thinking about your friend's birthday in March. And I'm a little bit like that, but the introvert side. I will put a birthday on my calendar so I know to do something for that friend. And then I know exactly how much energy I can expend throughout the week. Pre-pandemic times, if there was like a birthday party on Saturday, I'd be like, okay, well, then I'm going to stay in Friday because I know on Saturday I'm going to be out with friends. Like that's that's how I organize right. my life. I think an introvert is like always having a crowded inbox, you know? Oh my God, can, yes. Can you relate to- can you relate to that, Asker? You know, I mean, when I get to inbox zero, I'm like, I shut the computer. I'm like, all right, I need I need a break now. But like being an introvert in um, surrounded by extroverts can often be like the emails just keep coming in and you, you're never caught up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine being an extrovert surrounded by introverts is just can be just as frustrating. Jen, when you said crowded inbox, I literally gripped onto my chair for like support because I was just like, that's exactly what it's like. 
And we and Jen and I are constantly, you know, we're, we're talking on behalf of the introverts, but we want to be so clear that we get it. You don't feel satisfied. You don't feel like your needs are being met. But what we're saying is from what you're describing, the fact that your friends are encouraging you to keep texting, that they're thanking you for your presence in their lives and they're introverts, that means that they are already putting energy in. It's just that their energy looks very, right. very, very different right. than your energy. And, and otherwise, I mean, there there are definitely times where we can say to our friends, you know what, right now, if you have a little bit more, I could use a little bit more. There are certainly times where that happens, you know, like if you're oh, going yeah. through something particularly difficult and it would feel really good for you if your friend would just check in on you every now and again, like a, like a, a loss, you know, that is something that no matter how, what energy level your best, best friends are, they would want to know how to better love you. But there's just... Not a lot that we can ask. The beginning of the in conclusion, because I don't even know, I don't know if we're done talking about this. But I think I think we're closing in. We're, yeah. we're closing in. But but the the beginning of the in conclusion to this is please feel all of the love that your friends clearly feel for you. Because as an introvert, I I think I'm texting maybe six of my friends semi regularly right now. Like I, the emotional inflation is real feel those things more heavily. And if it's not enough, and it's and it's okay if it's not enough. You're not a monster if it's not enough. You're just different and it's fine. There are other ways to feel good. There are other ways to feel connected. We can we can do all kinds of things. But what we can't do is draw from the empty well that we already know is empty. We already know that these friends can't give you more. Right. I mean, you told us that. <laughs> you really did. You have the evidence. Yeah. And, and, you know, I do think there are situations where you can say to a friend like, hey, can you can you plan the next thing? Yes. Absolutely. Or I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little left out or I'm feeling a little left behind. Uh, do you want to get on Zoom and hang out or like, hey, I could really use some social like there are you we really do advocate for telling and asking your friends what you need. I just don't think this is the time. I just don't think you gave us so many reasons why your friends don't have any more to give. Oh, Jamie slash Leslie, nope. We feel for you. Like, we really do. Let's actually go back to, like, what the actual solid, the question was. The question was, would it be better for them or for me if I just left them alone? And I don't think it's better for anybody if you just left them alone. I don't think so. I think that you are feeling a, at least a small amount of connection from this. Your friends are clearly appreciative of the energy that you're putting in. So if you still have the energy, acknowledge first that you have resentment, deal with the resentment, and then go back into communicating with your friends. The problem isn't that your friends are terrible and that they hate you and that it's better for them if you leave them alone and it's better for you to save your energy. That is not true. You clearly love them and they clearly love you. It's just that we think that you probably just need more baskets of eggs to draw eggs from. Eggs in a yep. basket, right? That's I got you. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. I know the asker feels like there has to be an action to take here. But is there? Like, you've got excess energy, you're not getting your needs met right now, and you want to be like, fine, fine then you guys do your own thing without me. I mean, certainly there's a small part of you that feels that way, right? But um, find a way to channel that into something productive and know that you don't have to punish yourself. You don't have to make a major sweeping change right now and overhaul your social life. You just, you don't have to. (laughs) 
And it's reasonable and okay for you to feel bad. We don't want you to feel like, oh, you should stop feeling bad right now. That is not what we're saying. What we're saying is that this is going to take a little bit of recalibration and it's going to be difficult. But your friends love you and you love them. And if there's nothing else clear from this question, that is very obvious. Simply because we know how extroverts work and how introverts work. And if you guys are still fucking friends, (laughs) you're still texting each other like thanks and stuff. It's just a matter of accepting. I know this sucks. I know what I'm saying sucks, but I'm saying it anyway. Accepting what the new normal is for your friendships right now and and investing in other places as well. But you you know what, Leslie? Nope, Jamie, friend, (laughs) just just know that you're not you're not wrong. You're okay. You're not a bad person for wanting more, but they can't give you more. Is that everything, Jen? Yeah, that's been friendshipping. If you would like to ask us a question, we would love to hear from you. There are two different ways to do that. You can go to friendshippingpodcast.com, and there is a portal there. Or you can send us an email, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. We love both of those things, and we don't have a preference for either, so just do your thing. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter or Twitch, you can at do friendship. Um, thank you so much, Ian Parman, for editing. Thank you, Molly Lewis, for our wonderful theme song. Lauren Gallagher, your design work just brightens up our whole website. Monica Verma, uh, being our literary agent, we, we needed someone to shepherd us through all that shit. And audience, thank you so much for listening. And you're welcome for talking. Your friendship at the problem. I can talk myself right. out of anything. I, I'll pay for the gym and not go. Like, sure, <laughs> of course.